0: Toronto Mayor John
1: Tory and his executive committee have voted in support of the Ontario line plan. And if you were listening yesterday when we talked to him, you would have heard him passionately defend the need to stop studying and reviewing all the various transit plans and to go ahead and finally build one. But the opposition to this plan is growing from residents who are upset about the above ground parts of the route that will disrupt their neighborhoods. The community is concerned about the frequency of trains that will pass through and the noise pollution that will come with that. So, the plan is set to go to a vote for full council next week. However, there's already plenty of backlash. The city has received hundreds of emails and letters complaining. The mayor's promised to consult, whatever that means. So, what do you think? Is it time to just get on with it, or should we change it in response to the problems that the residents have. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And right now we have Councillor Paula Fletcher with Ward 14, Toronto Danforth, MPP Jessica Bell, who is the NDP transit critic, and Darcy Garand, who's a Riverdale resident and acting vice chair of the Lakeshore East Community Advisory Committee. Welcome you all. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Thank you. Okay, let's start with Darcy. You're a resident of the community. What are you worried about?
2: Sure. Thank you for having me. Um, so I live in Riverdale on a street directly adjacent to the tracks. My home itself, um, there's about 17 feet between the back of my house and the chain link fence that separates uh, the rail corridor where trains are already passing. Um, So residents like me are concerned about the impact that this project is going to have to homes, uh, residential dwellings, small businesses um, in similar situations that are located very close to the tracks. A lot of residents that uh, presented themselves yesterday at the Executive Council to make deputations are also really concerned about the impact to Jimmy Simpson Park, which is a great green space that we have in the area. Uh, it's really the only sizable green space that we have, and and it's currently um, at jeopardy of being significantly impacted by this project. So the one thing I just want to say is, um, as residents, we recognize that the impacts are going to be significant, but it's not just us complaining. Um, initial ca- the initial business case put forward by MetroLink as well as the city's own report, both acknowledge that the impact to communities, businesses, uh, fauna and flora adjacent to the tracks is going to be significant. So both provincial bodies have acknowledged that. We're just raising our concerns now to ensure that we're part of the conversation that needs to happen uh, through uh, with the public through the process.
1: I, I, I get it, Darcy, but with respect, I mean, you, you, bought, you bought a house near the tracks. I mean, did, did you not expect stuff like that?
2: Absolutely. Uh, Great question. Um, I bought a house along the track. I consider myself extremely privileged to be a homeowner in Toronto. I know there are are not many people that are in my situation. Um, I also recognize that along the track, I can only expect that transit is going to increase in a city like Toronto. I am fully supportive of that. I am a transit user myself, as are all of my residents that are, are actively involved in this process. Um, One thing that many people don't know is that this stretch of the corridor is already going to see significant uh, increase over the next 10 years. In fact, it's going to be an unprecedented amount of, of service increase um, by Metrolink through the regional express Rail project. So that project is already underway. What it involves is uh, adding a fourth track to the existing three tracks that are already there on this fourth track. Some trains will be diesel, so very loud, a lot of air pollution that are are, are going infe- to affect our homes. The Ontario line oh is God. just duplicating the impacts that we're going to have along this project. So yes, I expected that transit was going to be uh, transit and transportation was going to increase right. along the Go Rail corridor, but never did I imagine that the provincial yeah. government would institute two projects through the same corridor on the same decade that would have such an, a heavy impact to residents. Okay,
1: I, I, I understand. Let's bring in Paula Fletcher. Hi, Paula. Hi. So uh, it sounded to me yesterday when I was talking to the mayor that this was basically, a, a, it was a done deal that everybody is fed up with looking, there finally some agreement. Uh, what do you think that you might be able to do
3: to change things? So that's a really good question. And It it would be to agree to the Ontario line, but um, when you said, let's just build it, there has to be an environmental assessment. We currently have an environmental assessment that was approved for the relief line. And as you know, in August, the province said, stop working on that. We're not building that, even though it was ready to build. And we're going to do the the Ontario line. So during the period of the environmental assessment, all options have to be reviewed. And I think it's only fair that a neighbourhood that is going from three tracks on the rail corridor to six with all of those impacts gets to put out some alternative scenarios during the environmental assessment. Six as opposed to, Darcy was talking about four. No, there's three currently, and on the tracks that everyone needs to know, there's GO trains on the tracks, there's VIA on the tracks, and there's also the occasional freight on those tracks. Then there's a fourth track that's being built or considered by Metrolinx, which is to bring people from the suburbs in downtown using the go line on a very frequent basis. That's called Regional Express Rail. And then on top of that, there would be the Ontario line with two more tracks. So we would go from three to the fourth. To two more to go to six, and I think when she says nobody expected you would have two projects in the same corridor at the same time, doubling the number of tracks, I think that's fair. That people are saying, "Whoa, uh, let's think about are there alternatives to adding two more tracks to what will be four."
1: Okay, uh, let's bring in Jessica Bell. Hi,
4: Jessica. Hi. Uh, what do you think that you might be
1: able to do about this?
4: Well, first off, I want to say uh, what Darcy uh, and Paula Fletcher uh, were saying about the impact of uh, transit in those neighbourhoods, we are also very concerned uh, about that. Um, Yesterday was a pretty significant uh, uh, day when it comes to transit. Um, We have seen uh, Premier Ford back down from uploading the subway. Uh, but we are very concerned about the decision to uh, scrap the shuffle-ready relief line and move forward with a new Ontario uh, line plan. Uh, and to get back to your question, um, we do think that uh, a lot of thought needs to go into making sure that uh, a route is chosen that benefits residents and the city. And we are also calling for assurances that any new transit line that is built uh, is built without delay, that it costs the TTC fare uh, to ride, uh, any new transit line, uh, and that the new lines are publicly owned because we know that that means communities have greater say and that it is usually cheaper for uh, governments to build. That's what we're calling for. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to take a call from
1: Sam in Toronto. Hi, Sam.
0: Hey, David. Good afternoon to you guys, uh, to you ladies. Now, like, maybe I'm out of a park here, but, you know, for 21st century, I think, yeah, uh, Anything above ground, any streetcar light rail transit, especially in the most condensed urban areas is is only being done in Toronto. I can't think of any other major city who is the, who is the, other than Eastern Bloc in old Soviet Union in Polish air and Polish and uh, you know Yugoslavia or something like that that is' still using this above ground rail transit you know it doesn't make sense. look at a streetcar it's like Divided the city into zones that you can connect. If you go to Junction, Junction Road or Black Creek or any other area, Go Transit is already established, but it's more suburban. But now we're going to practice the same, bring the same uh, form, format into downtown Toronto, like basically Toronto, a smaller Toronto, you know, proper Toronto. And it doesn't make sense. I don't know who's behind these ideas, but whatever it is, as a citizen, as someone who lives in Toronto for a long time, I think this is not going to work. It's just going to add to the traffic. Modern traffic, modern transit is supposed to smooth the traffic, make it easier, not to make it harder for average folks, you know, to get on and in within the city. Okay, Sam,
1: thanks for that. Thank you. We are talking about some objections to the Ontario line. It was hailed because uh, I think a lot of people did not expect that during the election campaign, Justin Trudeau would come out and support Doug Ford's plan for this new Ontario line in which which he wants to go ahead instead of the relief line and people now are just saying let's let's just do it whatever but uh, some of the residents and some of the other people involved have serious objections to this Paula Fletcher what are you going to be doing at city hall are you going to be trying to get
3: some votes against the line No, I'm not trying to get votes against the line. Look, we need relief desperately. If you're on the subway and you're at Young and Bloor, uh, you're waiting two and three trains to even get on uh, to the sardine can that's running up and down on line one right now. But there has to be a review of this section, that's about two kilometers of a 15 kilometer line, to say, uh, what are some of the impacts? Can you construct it as easily as you think? What about the mitigation for the five parks? The only green space in the neighborhood are five parks along the corridor. It's clear that a lot of that will be eaten up by these new tracks that are going in. Has to meet a certain safety, safety standard, but I just I want to say that when we look at it from the point of view of the city, there's six bridges within two kilometers, and those are rail bridges only. They will have to most likely, all six will have to be replaced. and. We need to say, what's the impact on our transit lines, on Gerard and Queen? What's the impact on our commuters coming from Scarborough who are using Dundas, people that are coming south on Carlaw to get to the lakeshore, if it is endless construction and bridges are coming down? That's just a factor, Libby, that needs to be taken into consideration. And I think it's really fair for everybody, transit users, automobile uh, drivers, and others that we make sure that with a good idea, we don't end up, with kind of a snarled up mess of congestion that would go on for years, and putting it underground may solve that problem. So it's just fair to have a look at that.
1: And uh, Jessica Bell, any idea what would it cost to put it underground? Isn't that a, a big jump in cost?
4: This is. I mean, I just want to, with the idea that we should, um, you know, just be quiet and accept this plan. Uh, Doug Ford, we had a shovel-ready relief line plan all ready to go. The community had agreed to it. It was going to relieve overcrowding on the Young Line, and all three levels of government had supported it. And it was meant it, it was on track for shovels to go into the ground next year. So we had a plan. Uh, Doug Ford has come in and changed those plans, and we're trying to do the best we can to make sure that any new transit that is um, going to be built, because we all want transit to be built, we want to make sure it's built right. Uh, the relief line has been costed out. Uh, it was, um, you know, costed out at a, prox- at a little bit, at about the same as the um, Ontario line. So. Um, about ten billion dollars, uh, and uh, it it was designed to carry a uh, thousand people every few minutes. It was a high capacity train going yeah, through a Jes- very high area. Jessica, so there's a lot of merits to it. I,
1: I don't want to interrupt, but that ship has sailed. <laughs> so, so do you do you have specific proposals for for mitigating this problem? And do you have a cost? Do. I mean, if, if, you, if people want to put it underground, is that going to explode the cost? You
4: no, know, the costs have been uh, done for the relief line, and they have estimated what it would cost uh, to go underground. Uh, and, you know, all three levels of government, including the provincial government at the time, agreed that that was a reasonable price to pay for a very important line. Uh, Darcy,
1: uh, so what do you expect uh, do you do you expect this to be a tough fight? Darcy?
2: Um, I do so I, as part of the Lakeshore East Community Advisory Committee, we've had several uh, consultations with Metrolink over the past two and a half years regarding um, the service expansion that's expected Uh-oh. through the regional Express rail. Uh-oh. so that's the project uh, that's already underway. Uh-oh. Uh, It's going to add the fourth line and and involve some electrification, as as Paula mentioned. Mm. The only challenge there is that many of our asks with Metrolink Mm. have have fallen on deaf ears, unfortunately. Um, We've had many meetings where Mm. the answer is we'll get back to you or we'll have to wait and see uh, in in more polite terms than that. Um, And it just sort of leaves us in a lurch and, and that alone is a big reason why residents are standing up right now with respect to the Ontario line because we don't want to have the same experience that we've had on the RER project. We want to ensure that our concerns are brought forward very early in these very early preliminary stages, that we're consulted in a meaningful, timely, transparent way um, and that communities are heard. And I, in saying that, I think it's really important to know that I don't just stand up for consultation with my community. Flemington Park, Thorncliffe Park, all of the communities along the rail line need to be engaged to ensure that they understand the impact, both positive and negative, that this project is going to mean. Uh, Paula Fletcher, I asked
1: this uh, question of the mayor. I mean, is it time to get tougher with Metrolinx. We had the Auditor General's report that confirmed that that at least $3.4 million is lost because those fare machines don't work. Those That system was foisted on the city. Uh, so is it time to sue them, get tough with them? I know that they have a relatively new
3: uh, CEO
1: or is is that changing anything at all?
3: The good news, I think, for the community and for Uh, Well, for our community, for sure, uh, is that the mayor had moved some motions yesterday that amended the report where he wants to really look at mitigation around safety, noise and vibration, proximity of the tracks, the constructability, those six bridges and asking Metrolinx to consider putting that underground where local impacts cannot be reasonably managed. So the mayor listened yesterday. Twenty-five people came down to say, whoa, um, we had one already. It was underground. It was great. Could you please look at the impact of this uh, above ground for the two kilometers on the community, on the city? And the mayor said, yes, I think we need to do that. So he stepped in on the side of um, making sure that once you build it, it's built right. We're only going to build it once. So it has to be built right. And I know we don't talk about the relief line. It was ready. I'm just going to say the Scarborough subway, the shovel was going to go in the ground in January. And now we're going back to the drawing board by adding new stations. So I understand people are frustrated. It's been a ping pong. Transit is a ping pong match in the city of Toronto. And you're right. We need to get it built. Uh, But it's not just the city that's been delaying anything.
1: Oh, well, for sure, for sure. But and again, to my question, is it time to get tough with Metrolinks?
3: Well, I think he has gotten tough with Metrolinx because the report that the city wrote didn't say anything about mitigation, didn't say anything about these two kilometres. It didn't say that where the city itself is concerned. The mayor's moved this motion. I'm anticipating that city council will support this unanimously. And now that is a message to Metrolinks. You have to consult. You have to make sure it works for everybody and you're adding basically three lines here. Let's make sure you do it right. So, We don't have a big foot to put down. As you know, the province has a lot of control over the city, but the mayor is very popular, he's very thoughtful, he listens well, and I think he has a good relationship with Queen's Park. So I'm hoping that this will move the dial on behalf of those folks that would be most severely impacted with this above-ground section.
1: Okay, well, he says his his relationship with Queen's Park has, has gotten a bit better. We'll see. Jessica Bell, we're starting to run out of time. What would you like to leave us with on this? I think
4: all three levels of government, um, we should be focusing on building new uh, transit lines in a respectful way. And we should also uh, be calling on the provincial government, especially to properly fund uh, transit operations and maintenance so we can get immediate service improvements on all uh, routes across the city. Uh, that is something that's been lacking from this conversation and, it, and we need to have it um, constantly there because it will make an immediate difference to
1: people. And Darcy, what would you like to leave us with?
2: Um, Everyone in Toronto supports transit. We know that we need it right away. Our community wants the project just as badly as everyone else. Uh, We just want to ensure that homes, small businesses, and the environment are all taken into consideration in the process. Okay. Uh, Thank you very
1: much for your input, and we'll keep following this to see what happens. Uh, Just before we go, Paula
3: Fletcher, do you expect it to pass uh, full council next week? I'm certainly hoping so. I think with the mayor moving that, that that's a message that we have to take this into consideration. So I'm, I'm assuming this is going to pass, but you never know until it happens, Louis. Okay. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.